You're listening to a Bork Business Podcast. Hi, I'm Sumit. You're watching Bork Business. Today's episode, we'll be talking about the business we run today and how it all came about because of guilt. Oh, yes. Guilt. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, what are you talking about? So let's set the scene. So in the last episode, we talked about On Message, and we ended with, well, what was the biggest mistake? And you went, basically... Well, I went to the toilet. You said, uh, we didn't know where we were going to go. We didn't know where we were going to go. Okay, so let's set the scene that we'd already done some work in the energy sector. Yes. And then one day, at the end of 2009... (laughs) Okay. So in 2009, we were doing quite a bit of video filming for uh, a number of clients in energy. So yeah. some of the, the big six and also a particular bunch called Encore International, who we liked a lot. Um, and I had to take some videos to a show called The Energy Event, and I'd been there the year before. And what I'd realised the first year was that it was a pretty big show, and when I went the second time, it was an even bigger show. So... That got me thinking, and also I was a little bit fed up with the on-message sort of, I was having to sell, we'd do the work, then I'm back out on the sales trail, and we, we didn't really, and it, we were never going to sell that company, were we? No, I, w- I, would, I wouldn't have thought, I mean, our biggest problem, as we said in the previous yeah. episode, was that, don't matter what your reputation is, it was a, it's like a, you know, like a volume deal, isn't it? It's like a yeah. beans deal. Yes. If you can get video for five quid, and someone else is join you ten, most people go, oh, I don't really care about the quality of video, I'll yeah. do the five. Yeah. And we had that problem quite a lot. Yeah. So I think we didn't have, we didn't never had a great value proposition around no. on message. We'd never really used our strength, which was the fact that you had been on the BBC. Yeah. Um, and actually, most people, once they met you, realised that actually that was such a load of cack anyway. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so this episode, I'm not going to interrupt him. I'm brilliant. I'm going to let him hang himself. Okay, even better. Uh, so, so I went to the energy room. Which is really awesome. <laughs> 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 okay, All right, oh, come on, go, go, go. Right, right. So, so I went. So I had, it got me thinking, being at the energy event, that we should be doing something around, much more around energy. And his strength was he did news. So, so I said to Sumit, I think we should be looking at doing something in energy around news. And you, you if I remember rightly, you said. It's really expensive to I do. said, F right off. Are you <laughs> mentally insane more than I think you are? Do you know how much it costs to set up a news channel? To which you said, we've got five grand. <laughs> I don't know if we had actually had five grand. No, I, think that we, I think we just about had five grand. <laughs> I, think, I think it was like along the lines of, well, if we don't have a go... Anyway, you, you were definitely human and are in. Well, so I was, let, yeah. Right, and so, so then the, 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 the something happened. So he gave me a ring. I think it no, was no, Christmas, No, no, I'll explain this it? much better. So Christmas, it was, wasn't it? I can't remember. Early December. Yeah, that's right. Early December, and um, I'm at a Christmas carol concert, where I think one of the girls was singing, and I got a text from a very good friend of mine, and it just said, oh, it's so sorry to hear the news. So I, it got me thinking, and I, I just said to... Um, Amanda, my wife, I just said, Look, I'm going to pop out and take this call. So I went out, uh, rang this friend of mine, and he just said, isn't it such terrible news about... And I won't mention his name. Um, we did have that debate earlier. Yeah. So I won't mention the person's name. Um, he's committed suicide. I said, you're... Je-? I said, no, he can't have. He said, yeah, he has. And so that, so that night, so I got home, it was about 7 o'clock, 
and literally I did not go to sleep all night because I realised that this was a bit of a wake-up call to me. I was probably in my 40s, early 40s. I was no, working in... Early 40s. Was it <laughs> mid-40s? <laughs> oh, good, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, actually, she's close. No, actually, she's mid-40s. It was mid-40s, everybody. <laughs> anyway, not early 40s, mid-40s. Okay. But it, what it made me realise was that I, I wanted to, we've been talking about this new service for energy and I really was keen to do it because I thought it could be right for us. So I rang up Sumit the next day and basically I played a guilt trip on him. I didn't even play it, I just did a guilt trip on him, which was, Big time. mate of mine committed suicide last night. I think we've got a great idea around this energy news service. <laughs> We'd be mad not to do it. You've got a week to decide. Let me pass it over to you now. So basically he said, uh, that I don't know what the way I took it. I was like, "What are you on about?" And frankly, yeah, I've never asked the, you the, about the, your feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the week to decide was utter bullshit because he, he rubbish. But he basically was like, "I suppose the thing that it triggered was life is short, and we all know that." And uh, unfortunately, uh, I've just recently heard some news from a friend of mine about uh, one of their relatives who passed away, and my own cousin passed away very young, uh, just over the last year, and you suddenly realise, actually, time is short. So, it wasn't, you know, I'd only met this person once, and it seemed a very nice person, so I kind of knew who the person was, uh, and I thought, that's terrible for his family, of course. But then I suddenly thought, what is he talking about? Is he talking about opportunity, lost opportunity? And so I did some research. Now, <laughs> this bit is quite Oh, did funny. you? I didn't know this. Oh, right. yeah, okay. So the research was this, basically. Oh, I think I know where this is going. I know where <laughs> so this is going. I to. thought, right, he's talking a load of cack like he normally talks. But let me just have a look what's out there. So I read some of the uh, the news sites that were there in the energy sector. And they're all trade press, and they're all very good doing their bit. But I just, frankly, be honest with you, I thought they were bloody dull. I thought they were <laughs> dull. I thought they were just like kind of too techy, and I wasn't interested in the stuff. So the what's missing, I thought, what is missing is just tell it short and sharp in a tabloid way. No one was using video. And the very interesting thing was that no one was covering all of energy. No. So there were loads of sites about renewable and there were loads of sites about kind of, you know, electricity. No one wanted to talk about coal because it was like evil even then. Yes. And gas, you know, there was only yes. kind of upstream stuff. So I then looked at it and I thought, well, looking at where technology is, maybe his idea is not as bullshit as I thought. So I said, all right, fine. And um, I called a very old, uh, good mate of mine, uh, Graham Fitz, who will probably appear on one episode, one of my old editors from the BBC. I said, look, is this a bonkers idea? He said, no. We looked at what technology there was, and we tried to do something that was completely mad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so, when you launch a news service, one of the things you want to do is have a bloody audience, but not us. We decided <laughs> to launch it through a weird little platform that we'd seen at a tech show, a tech show yeah. which involved a flash player. Now, I don't know if flash is still there. People, people still use flash. Rob, flash, yeah. flash, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it, it used to be very big uh, 10 years ago. So we there was said, a lot of flashing going around. So we said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we put the news in this little flash player? It sits on people's websites, and then you just click on it, it pops down, brings you the news. <laughs> Because that's really good. It tucks away and brings in the news. <laughs> it was such a daft idea. And both of us went, yeah, that's really good. 
<laughs> so basically, we did a we did we did a beta test of our of our site for about eighteen months until we decided to go onto WordPress and Google. And finally, Google saw. So we had this Flash Player that Google did not see any of the content. So we were a new service that Google did not see. It was and brilliant. That's probably one of the biggest. If you want to learn from our mistakes, now that's a great that mistake a great to learn from. Remember, technology is not great if it doesn't actually get you. The business you need. Or the audience or you the need. Or the audience you need in our case. So to go how we set up the company, it was basically, I rang an old mate of mine who was frankly just been made redundant, Jerno, so Kelv. So I got him involved and I said, right, what are you doing next few months? Uh, help us write some stories. And then I was teaching at probably the world's worst course <laughs> at Middlesex University. Hello, Pri. Hello, Pri. But I uncovered a nugget. Not just a nugget. A diamond. So uh, there were a few students there, and I said to the students, uh, look, we're going to do this uh, this kind of news service. Do you want to get involved? And they were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, they <laughs> came in, and only one of them has stuck around. She said she was going to do it. She carried on doing it. So Priyanka Shrusta, round of applause. Yeah, who wasn't actually employee number one, but was the first person involved in this thing. Anyway, we, we're really going off on a tangent no, now. Let's go, back to, let's go back to Gil. But this is how, no, no. <laughs> so we basically then said, right, we've got some news. <clears throat> we're going to populate this site that no one can see yes. for three months. <laughs> yes. And so we piled up the content. And the weirdest thing was, and this is a real pointer, I think, for anyone who's starting a business, you don't need to know your market. Right, because we certainly didn't. Uh, no, didn't we, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't know energy, but we knew y you knew about news and journalism. Yeah, but so, I but didn't that's know your, that. that was your market. Well, I, w I wouldn't say my I knew the skill base. Yeah, so no, I built that, on a skill base. Okay, but most entrepreneurs will say that actually you're best to set up in something you know. You did set up okay, in something I you knew know, news. news. I certainly didn't know energy. And don't no, really but remember, know much about it, you asked the dumb questions. <laughs> Pretty much, because that's all I can think of anyway. But we started off by going. What is out there? Who's doing what? And how does it work? Really simple stuff. And then the miracle of miracles was you managed to sell stuff to people. So do you want to tell how you got the first sale without, oh, yes. without <laughs> a PowerPoint, without a business plan, without anything? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's very good. Yes. Um, so we come up with the use concept. So we came up with the concept. Okay. And Who are you going to sell it to? <laughs> so we, we knew three people. We knew three people in energy. <laughs> we knew three people in energy. One was so, his mum. The other no, was no, no. <laughs> So one was Encore that, bless them, had got us in. Yeah. And the, the trouble was that they were getting sold at the time. So they yeah. really loved the idea, but they weren't going to give us any money. Yeah. I went and saw one of the big six and they went, oh, that's a really good idea. We want to do this. We want to do that. And then it just didn't happen. And then the third one I went to, uh, they said, well, what's it going to look like? So I drew two boxes on a flip chart. <laughs> and when it'll be like this, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but they loved the idea. So actually, they then really supported us. Um, and they supported us both from an Energy Live news point of view and from an on-message point of view. So yeah. it just goes to prove that you don't need to have brochures or websites or fancy videos or whatever. If you've got the right idea, the right concept, and you've got the right determination, passion about it, it can work. Now, frankly, we didn't make loads of money in the first 18 months, um, and that's another guilt trip I laid yeah, on you. There is another guilt trip. <laughs> but but the, the point that I, I think is important here is, the, 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 you know, when you went there, 
And I said, what, what did you take? Because we had nothing. We've got to remember, we had a bunch of stories sitting on a platform <laughs> that no one could see. And he went out to the people and they said, what did you draw on the flip chart? No, this even before we got there. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you draw on the flip chart? I drew two points. What did you think? Yes. I, I just sort of pointed at it. So, the I'm lesson. Point, the I actually did a presentation once where I didn't actually have a flip chart or a whiteboard. And I just kept pointing to this white wall. There were 30 people. <laughs> So the lesson out there for all budding business people is just believe in what you're flogging. Yes. You don't actually need. Now, this is quite a serious point. We've had loads of people that have come through uh, the ranks of ELN have said, oh, we need these sales packs, we need all this stuff. And the truth is, you don't. You know, I know that the world is now all about kind of PowerPoint and show us your top line and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's about one thing, communicating an idea. Yeah, it's communicating the idea, but also giving them the impact. So. If you can say to somebody, uh, right, so we did an event last week and we promised that we'd have um, 200 people there, 200 people plus turned up. Uh, so all the sponsors got uh, leads that they were after and we did exactly what we said we'd do. Um, and I think we're trusted in, in being able to do that. Yeah, but not uh, at the beginning we weren't. No, definitely not at the beginning, no. But I think then we just had a, an idea that was ahead of the curve. Were, was it sold on the fact that two things that we had, which is one was my journalistic reputation, yeah. but B, they bought into you? Because you were the salesman, weren't they? Um, um, that's a good question. Because, you know, I mean, I don't think we'll mention who it was that gave no, us we that. Can't. We can't. But that person, he'd met us both. Well, that's got rid of 50% of the yeah. population. <laughs> he'd met us both, and he basically, I think he'd liked us, but he didn't yes. really know us. No. And he gave you the time of day to have the meeting. Yes. With the ridiculous flip chart moment. Yes. But he, he must have bought into your passion or your conviction of what, what we were going to do. Okay, so again, remember, he, he met us uh, when we were doing the Encore stuff, so he'd seen what we had done for Encore. Yeah. So effectively, there was like a testimony or a, a case a study, yes. which really helped. And I think what he saw from that, he when we said, look, we're going to do more of that and in a better way, I think he sort of thought, I'm going to take the opportunity. And also, he's forward thinking, which was quite fortunate. We're going to do selling as one of the shows, but very briefly at this point, why don't you use a PowerPoint? Uh, oh, God. Um, so I used to use PowerPoint all the time. It was a really good aid memoir. However, in the end, most of my meetings nowadays tend to be one or two people. So... I tend to, I like to listen. So I like to ask questions, I like to listen and just sort of understand, uh, hey, if we can't help, I'll, I'll tell them I can't help. Yeah, but when you're pitching, right? So that was basically a pitch, yeah. that was our first pitch. Yeah. You can't listen in a pitch. No, no, but... Um, or can you? Well, you can, because you ask some questions, because mm. you, you can ask things like what you're doing and how you're doing it and what you're not liking. Mm. You know, if you find out that, you know, from a, what we do is really trying to get them in front of an audience mm. that is relevant to them. So if they're not getting that with the people they're working with or their internal efforts, and they say, yeah, we got, you know, most people will say, oh, we're doing all right, but you, there's always something that you can pick up on. Then if it aligns with what you've got to sell, great. If you don't, I mean, so we're, we're very much iron, uh, industrial and commercial energy users. Mm. If people say, I want to get to SME end users, I turn around to them and say, don't use us. Mm. It's better to be 
to be upfront with them and say, we can't help. And then that way, yeah. the next time I go and they, and I might have something that they want, mm -hmm. they'll trust me. All right. Frankly, didn't answer it, but okay. So. Well, what was the question? <laughs> Why you don't use PowerPoint? Basically, oh, you just use the force of your bloody personality. Oh, okay. okay, okay you sorry. just badger well, them. Okay, don't well, you? bring that them. camera back to me. Okay. Why don't why, why don't I use PowerPoint? Uh, be, because I think it's a bit impersonal nowadays, actually, and also everyone uses it. So I'm quite a contrarian. So I like not to do what everyone else does. That's not necessarily right, but it seems to work for me. Um, and also, I think it's a piece of technology getting in the way. Um, I am not afraid to use a screen, so if someone wants to look at Energy Live News, I can always put it up on a phone or an iPad or, or, a, or their computer or their screen. However, most people know what we do, so we don't have to go through that. Okay, let's take us back then. So, he goes and pitches this and we get a first bit of money. So then we have to build a business, okay? So you build a business by basically, normally, what you do is you get some sales, then you invest. Yes. We went the other way. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, okay. So, I realised very quickly that you can't run this business, a new service, by yourself. So, it might be fine that he's selling, but we've got to deliver. So, my friend Dan, he said he could do a few months uh, as a freelancer. So, he did that. And then I realised I had to hire some more journalists. So, we talked about it, and I said, well, we certainly can't use any of my mates at the BBC, because they'd just all be bloody expensive. We've got no money, two brass farthings to run together. So, we thought... Who can we find mm. that would be keen? And Pri had already shown that some students would be up there. So I thought, right, we'll go to the graduate talent pool and we'll see if we can exploit, sorry, if we can find young people that want to join a growing startup. And that's how we first uh, got our first staff. So we, our first employee, Simon Jagey, who's out in the film industry now, uh, I found him on uh, graduate talent pool, came in to do this sort of camera work. <laughs> then we recruited uh, a journo, Tom, and I realised very much then, the weirdest thing was, and maybe a lot of people who start businesses have to do this, uh, they had no knowledge, so I had to train them. And that was, that was the thing that you were getting on with trying to sell the business, but I was trying to build the actual content mm. by, and that was a tough bit of trying to train people to do things like basic camera work and basic story writing and that process. And I think when you start a new business, at the end of the day, it's you. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, unless you're really lucky that you can bring in talent, you've got the money, seed money, you can, often people have to start the thing themselves or get someone and train them, don't they? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I think um, th th invariably if you set up a business, the, you're trying to... Um, you're we're trying not to self-employed person, we're talking about hiring people, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose one of the bottlenecks for us has actually, we, we have... Uh, We've allowed ourselves to stay in the business to an mm. extent. I know you've, you know, you were very quick to get um, a reporters team, yep. which and did help production team, um, yeah. in that sense. Mm. Um, but we, I still think we're the bottleneck. I mean, this is that's another episode. You know, what's the <laughs> obstacles to your business? <laughs> um, but in terms of um, in terms of the bottlenecks to our business, I think we probably are the, the two. No, bottlenecks. but, 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 but the training, that, the yeah. training bit. I suppose what would have been great is if you could have found someone to be like an apprentice salesperson for you, but there wasn't anyone. You know, I could train the journos and the. Oh, no, the I think you can. Bench. It's just I think I'm a bit rubbish at it. 
what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so well, you know. So let's skip forward. What are you trying guilt? to do the guilt on me now? Yeah, let's do guilt <laughs> part two. So the business has been going for around about probably... Nine years. I think, no, 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 I'm talking back to when, when, when this guilt moment happened. Oh, so we, we'd launched in the May of 2010. Yeah, it was 2009. 2009 December. the idea, yeah, and then May of 2010, we actually launched May, May the 10th. It was just after the election, I remember it, the coalition was in. So anyway, we ran for about six months to probably a bit longer, around about sort of early January, February of the year 2011. I was in crisis because I said... Oh, it's this guilt trip, right? Okay. So, the business <laughs> yeah. was hemorrhaging cash. Okay, we had virtually no customers. I think we had one customer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, all the things we thought we could sell, no one was buying. Yeah. We had no audience whatsoever. Very, very <laughs> few, because A, they couldn't find us for a start. Yeah. We'd hired Simon, Tom, and I think Vicky was about to come on board. Uh, I'd blown all my savings. And the money we'd made from on message, which we were using to yeah. prop up Energy Live News, yeah. was bleeding away. Yeah. And I said to you, this is shit. <laughs> I said, what are we doing? This is doomed. Uh, doomed? We're doomed. We're doomed. And you <laughs> said... Uh, <laughs> God, I remember it so clearly. Okay, I don't think this is working. I want to give up. All right, okay. Well, you can, and I'll buy you out. Um, and I'll buy you out today. And he, he went... With what? With what? And went, That's what I said. Yeah, with what? But the funniest thing was... it was worth, it, what? It was worth nothing anyway. Exactly. <laughs> the company had no money. It was being propped up by our salaries that was just going up. We were paying everyone except ourselves. Yeah. I had a... Psycho ex-wife. You used to have hair. I used to have hair. I had hair. I had an ex-wife that was giving me grief. Uh, I had maintenance for my child. I had mortgage debts. I was getting crushed. And you were like, Are you trying to do this guilt trip crack on me again? And you were like, I'll buy you out. With what? <laughs> but he did say this one bit, because he's a bit of a... Is, is it one of your psycho-babble books here at all? Bounce No, anyway. So, he does a lot of psycho-babble, right? So NLP, yep. KFC, all of that. I'm not going KFC. <laughs> so he did this thing where he said, uh, and this was it. The, the money buying out was bullshit, and I knew that. But you did say one thing good, didn't you? You said, put the money aside. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so tell that. That's yeah, the so, lesson, yeah, okay, so, Which yeah. is rubbish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I said, put the money aside. <laughs> put the money aside. Are you enjoying what you're doing? And do you think we're a success? And you said, yes. yes. So I was right. Yeah, but we're I'm always right. No I'm always right. I'm Just remember, I am always right. So basically what he did was, it was quite a bit of psychology that was, was clever. He did this thing, because I am, again, we're bringing Paul back in. Right? Yeah, we get we're to slag my brother, we off, slag right? brother off, right? So I am quite a surly, miserable bastard, generally. In yeah, that's case. pretty fair. It comes from the journo side, quite cynical, because you have to be, because you read stories and then you find out it was all con, fake news. We wouldn't do that, would we? We would never, never do we that. Would never we do would that. never do fake news. Uh, and uh, so Paul's a bit like me. 
Yes. Because Paul's always like, knock something down. Yes. Isn't he? Yes. So, and... Uh, might build somebody up. Might build somebody up. <laughs> Paul will go in the room and he will just like, find someone's weakness and just knock them down. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Right. I quite find that funny, but at times it's annoying. Anyway, he's going to love this, isn't he? He's, he's going to hate you. <laughs> he's going to hate you. Paul, this is all about you. And then I sort of thought, this is love. He's always got no money. This is all his psycho babble. Think positive. What is he talking? Pile of cack. And I went away, as I normally do when you say loads of crap. And I ruminated. And I thought, hmm, maybe he's right. Maybe if I change my attitude, because... One thing we haven't mentioned is people would ask us how the business goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that really used to wind me up. And, and people would ask them how, and I'd go, he'd go, oh, yeah. and I said, well, we're doing all right, but we're making no money. <laughs> After <laughs> right, okay. Bring the camera back to me. It really annoys me this bit. Okay, so for three months. So we actually were getting a name in the industry. So people were going, oh, God, you're doing so well. And I go, no, it's been fantastic. <laughs> we're getting more viewers. We're getting more readers. Lies. We got more. No, it wasn't lies. We were. We were getting viewers well, and readers. From zero to get three was. Come on. So in four years, we went from zero to 22,000 uniques per month. So it wasn't just no, zero. No, but that's not, we're not talking. You, no, OK. We're but, talking six, no, no, six we're, months no, into we're, the no, business. No, we're talking about 18 months in. No, no, we're six months in. Well, we can argue. Yeah, well, shut up. I, I remember it so well. No, this is so wrong. <laughs> So, for three months, we're going out, and, and everyone's beginning to know who we are. And he kept, and they, and they go, Russ, how are you doing? I said, oh, we're going really well, we've got this, we're doing well, and I really feel it's going places. And then he goes, yeah, but we're making no money. <laughs> he said this for three months. He said, and of course, I was not allowed, was not allowed Journalist, to grab him the by truth. the neck and throttle him while, the we're having these, while we're having these meetings. Yeah, it's right. Anyway, after three months, I decided to turn around and say, right, I'm going to play a little role scenario with you. I said, how are we doing? He goes, well, we're doing all right, but we're making no money. I said, OK, right. Put the I, money aside. I, I'm going to, no, I'm going to turn it around. I said, right, so ask me, OK, how are we getting on? And you went, all right, how are we getting on? I said, we're doing really well, we've got this, and we're expecting these clients, et cetera, et cetera. I said, right, what sounds different? And he went, oh, yeah, sounds really positive, you're one. I didn't say that. Oh, what did you say then? I said, well, you would say that, wouldn't yeah, you? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, Mr. Kind of, you know, I've got one limb, but the other limb's working. He's yeah, like no, that. it's not Monty Python, isn't it's it? It's like, you, you, you cowards. <laughs> I can still fight. So I did that bit, which I think reflectively was a good point. I went back and I thought, okay, let me have a think about this. Yeah, we are doing, we've got very nice, uh, you know, product. We've got some really young, uh, great young kids working for us. We are getting some stuff. So then I went, okay, not lie, but just omit that part about the finances and start to go there. And I have to say, things did start to pick up. Three, also, three months later? Yeah, three months. Three or four months later, we started to get some more stuff. So we then progressed and we got to uh, probably 20, uh, beginning of 2012. And we'd been going along and we'd been running sort of the news channel when by this time, We'd had some advice. You told us to get a website. Yes. So we'd had a, a bit of a small website we put up. And we got, um, was it your idea to go to Google to get us accredited? I can't remember how you got it. No, no, we, uh, we decided we needed to go. Because yeah. we knew the content wasn't being seen. So yes. we said, right, we both said, right, we've got to get on Google. We went, and when we looked at, we went to WordPress because that's yeah. what we heard about. And then uh, I spoke to a contact in the industry and I said, oh, we're doing this. They said, oh, that's a really good idea. You should do that. And I said, yeah, what would help us if we, if we, if we once we go on Google, right, he said, he said yeah. you need to get accredited as a new site. And that took about six months. In yeah. fact, they turned us down the first time, which was really annoying because mm. we'd done everything they wanted. 
however, once we got onto Google, yeah. it started to really motor. Yeah, um, and, and that we, 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 when we used to search ourselves first of all, we were on page like seventy-two. Oh yeah, we were way down, and then you just go up and up because we were producing original content every day. And, and that was the thing, and lots of it, yeah. really, really good stuff as well. And also, the thing that happened, and this was, I think, a great bit of bullshit, or you can call it guilt. So we'd started, uh, as I said, May the 10th. The election had happened. If you remember that coalition election, there was a, a limbo period before the coalition came in, and uh, Chris Hoon had been made Energy <laughs> Secretary. So I took Simon, our young camera, and Jay and I, we went down there to College Green, where all the, and I saw my old mates from the BBC crew. So the BBC had their hut there. And there's all these people there, and George Allegai and all that. And they go, how are you doing? I said, oh yeah, running this news channel. Been in existence about two, two days. It was two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, exactly. And so I spotted a, a guy who's become a good friend of ours, Nick Turton, who was, at this point, Nick was the um, sort of press secretary for the energy secretary. And uh, I went up, I said to one of the guys at the BBC, who's that bloke? He goes, oh, he's the press secretary. I said, right. I've got to go and get to, <laughs> to, to, to the minister. So I said to him, uh, hi, mate, look, we're from Energy Live News. He's like, who are you? I'm like, oh, we're the leading business news <laughs> website for energy users in the UK, all the major energy users. Your minister has got to be on it. And he went, uh, OK, fine then. So I got the minister. And the minister, I'd met him once years ago at the BBC. And I said, oh, hi, you know, Chris, you remember me? Of course he didn't. Uh, and uh, he said, where are you from? I said, Energy Live News, you know, the leading... He said, oh, yes, yes, I've heard of it. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's the best bit. That was the best When you came back and said, yeah, right. And then we bagged an interview with him. Yes. And this is the sort of stuff we did that got us that yeah, accreditation. Yeah. We bagged really big players by just, frankly, having balls to go out there and having the camera and doing something different. Yeah. And at the same time, you were bagging clients. Yeah. And, and, and that was a really weird thing from where we started with no contacts and no kind of knowledge. We just, in two different realms. But, but here, this is where we come back to now. This is a, the salutary lesson for boom, today, boom, everybody. Boom. On message, we had no idea where we wanted to take it. Energy Live News, we always knew we wanted it to be the news site yes, for energy, yeah. for industrial and commercial energy use. It was really simple. Our elevator pitch is, if you need to use lots of energy, we'll, we'll help you give news. you the news on it, which will help you to make better decisions. It's not, not difficult. No. You know, if you're going to run a business and you've got an elevator pitch, which is within 10 seconds, and, you've, and you're really committed to that, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, I, th I think that's the thing. I think that the confusion that we had with OnMessage was it was trying to be everything to everyone. Yes. Whereas we chose a market... And I suppose, you know, if you do an MBA, you know all this stuff. You know, choose a market, market a vertical, or whatever all these terms we've learned. learned. We didn't. We just you learned. haven't. No, I haven't. You know, I'm well, pretending I have. <laughs> we, we decided, okay, we know what we're going to do. We're going to do news, because I know news, and he knows that you can flog it. Yeah. And we also thought energy is a sector where it's not going to go away. We always need energy. Yeah. It's got lots of money, because it's got lots yeah. of big companies. And the we thing that was really good for me was it's always changing. Yeah. So it had, it had two things. Whenever I look at something, what's really interesting, does it have a policy and a technology pull? And they both do. Energy always has that. Because energy is so vital that the policy absolutely affects what we do. And the technology drives it. Yeah. And also, you know, there are different players for you to go and approach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving fast forward to the last bit of crisis in this, in this programme. And that is the decision that we made after we went to see uh, an energy company's uh, conference. So we went to see this energy company's conference. 
And we both came out of it and said, this is pretty pants. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We could do this. Yeah, yeah. And then you met two blokes. Oh, who were, uh, we can't mention their names. No, either. exactly. But you met two <coughs> blokes who said, oh, you should, you know, you could do a conference, we can yeah. help you. Yeah, so they they found out we had an audience. So in fact, it was one, one person in particular yeah. said, well, if you've got an audience, you should be doing a conference. And we said, well, we don't know how to run a conference. And he went, I do, and I've got mm. another guy that can help. So they came on board, and we managed to bag the energy minister, which was Ed Davy at the time. We had Volker Beckers of Empower, who's going to be a keynote. And we had a sponsor. And we had a sponsor, EY, EY headline yeah. sponsor. And frankly, we didn't know what we were doing, and these guys were meant to be helping us out. Well, after three months of them helping us, Zero had been we done. fired them. Because they absolutely, they knew what they were doing, they just couldn't do it for us, though. No. So we had to get rid of them, and then we were really into what we're going to do. So what I suppose the big lesson for that was sometimes when you're starting off, you go and you meet people and you don't know who they are, right? Yeah. And you trust people on on what you feel and what you what you see, and you can all. I think the lesson we really learnt there, which was, and I think it's a very valid salient, salient lesson for business people, is sometimes you got to do it yourself. You can bring in all the expertise. And you can, you know, you can probably pay for it. But if it doesn't work, you've got two choices. Either you're out or you do it yourself. Yeah. And so we got to a stage, and this was a crisis moment. So this is another one. So we had <clears throat> the uh, boss of NPOW, Volko, as he said. We had one sponsor. We'd chosen to buy a far more than we could chew by going to a very expensive venue, yes. QE2, yeah. because we thought this was good for, Manchester, uh, for, um, for Westminster and bringing in stuff. And so we'd lost the people who knew apparently what to do. So we had two problems. We haven't got an audience. No. And we got any sponsors. Well, we, we had, had, one. A, had one spot. So we went and decided to get some audience. We got the audience. And then we realised that we were going to lose even more money because we had no more sponsors. So we so had it, three choices. We were either we called the event off. Yeah. And then we would look like absolute dicks. Yeah. Right. Or we hire someone else in. We had no money. Yeah. Or we do it ourselves. Yeah. And that, I think, is basically the absolute moment this company took off. Yeah, OK. But that's also, it, it took us up. But also, I wonder if it's, and this is maybe where we come to it next week, is where we've also got to a point where we're not doing as well as we could be because we're still in the business. Maybe. Or sorry, should I say that another way? Is that not so much us, but Energy Live News, I think, could be so much better. Yes. And I'm wondering if it's because we're now the obstacles, because actually we've got a great team around us, but we don't allow them to do as much as they should do. And that's a good ending. That is a good ending. That's a good Control, ending. Control, alt, delete. Liked that podcast? Remember, we release one every week.